All right. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Thank you, Lord. you Lord I believe it thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Let's just wait here a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all can be seated. Thank you, Sister Hildebrand, for obeying the Lord. And thank God he was tired. I'd hate to see him fresh. <laughs> it was powerful. And now you got me. <laughs> I am thankful to be here, thankful for everybody, staff, everybody, the body of believers. I don't count it a small thing to be able to be a part of this body of people. God is good. Thankful for my wife, the prophetess. I'm not going to stand here and lie. I almost said, watch what I do here today. But no, she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> it was awesome. While you're standing, I'm thankful for the man of God. The bishop, got to have him. It's so funny in our, uh, in our uh, uh, belief that people always want to run to a prophet. They always want to get a word, 
And in the whole time, they're standing in the presence of an apostle. <laughs> the prophet is subject to him. Do you realize he could say, God, just hold back right there. I don't want to do that. And the Lord would do it because it's all subject to him. But everybody wants to run for a word for the prophet or the prophetess when there's an apostle here. I am thankful y'all can be seated to be in the house of God. Thankful for the revival. Thankful for all these heavy hitters that I set amongst. <laughs> and I'm a big guy, but dear God, I feel small around them. <laughs> Powerful. And I am not going to Joshua. Like I said, you guys got me now. On the other parallel, <laughs> it seems like. But uh, anyway, what's so unique is, is they brought up the kids. And um, actually, I didn't sleep much last night. I know you guys find that hard to believe, you know, because I knew this was coming. So I got up early. Not as early as my wife, though. Um, and I'm on the back porch drinking coffee, and the Lord starts dealing with me about children. And, you know, we, I naturally would think about Hannah, but we are his children. And he said, tell them to be careful what they view. You got to be careful what you listen to, who you're around. Because what happens is, same thing happened in the Garden of Eden. Once they took of that fruit, they seen, their eyes was opened. So what happens is, young people, teenagers, church body, when we see things that we're not supposed to view, there is a door that's opened. Be careful what you view. Be careful who you gleam to, who you listen to. Be very careful, especially now in where we're at, because you will end up in the wrong place. Deceived. Whew, he is here. I'm thankful that I feel him because earlier... I told Bishop I felt the enemy all of a sudden out of nowhere. And um, uh, God knows exactly what is going on. There is nothing slipped past him. Fact of the matter is what I'm fixing to talk about did not shock him. Actually, when Sister Ruth was uh, speaking last week, uh, the Lord spoke to me and uh, gave me something direct and... Um, I am going to share that with you, um, and and I'm all over here. I know I'm just trying to feel my way and figure out which way to go first. Um, let me back up. When I was young, my mom had a green thumb, probably like Sister Jackson. She could pinch something off and just stick it in the ground, and it would grow. Had that green thumb. So, you know, we was poor, and I was uh, the baby, and uh, so she had a, a monster garden, and we would, uh, she'd be in that garden every day. 
And that garden had certain things in it, but there wasn't enough room in that big garden to get everything she wanted, so she had some littler gardens that she also had planted. And uh, the means we dig them potatoes, stick them in the milk house, throw that straw over them, go out there all year long and get potatoes. Never went to the store. It's the way it was. But all of that took work. The work was not watering, but keeping the weeds pulled out of it. Uh Uh-huh. And that is where we're at. So what happens is it's just like a lawn. Uh, people treat their grass, and they're trying to kill all that stuff, and and all of a sudden, there's a weed there, there's a weed here, and you're out there either spraying it and killing it, or trying to pull it up, or chop it off. Well, it's going to come back. So we have to be careful when the man of God is saying, "We're not going this direction. We're in God's garden." Remember. And what happens is unbelief spreads that seed. And things will start coming up in your life, and then you got to deal with it. If you don't, what happens in a garden, it will choke it out. The weeds will totally choke out the very thing you're trying to grow for substance. We got to pay attention. And I wasn't going to go here, so, um, but um, a while back, it was uh, a couple prayer meetings ago, I'm sitting right there, and the Lord starts dealing with me about people, every time the man of God gets up and he's ch- saying things, dealing with things, and it seems like it's every single time, it's because we're on a different level. And what has happened is, is maybe the whole time that spirit has been there, but because our eyes is opened and we've got to another level, oh, we recognize it. And he's having to deal with it. So if it seems like he's always having to deal with that and he's always saying something, it's because there is things going on. And what happens is, just like with me speaking right now, it's, it's, it's echoing out through the spirit world, and it's checking them. It checks them. Ooh. It's what's going on. And I am thankful for a man of God that it's against his nature because that's not his nature, but to stand up and say, nope, it's not right. That is a true man of God. I am thankful for him. Pray for him every day. Got to have him. I don't know where we thought we could get without the man of God. It starts at the top and flows down. I am so thankful. But anyway, uh, minister, doctor, everything she touches Jackson <laughs> was up here preaching and uh, last Sunday and the Lord showed me a boat 
and there was people in that boat. And it was like a small creek or whatever, and they just started down the creek floating in that boat. And I actually recognized some of the people in the boat, but they're going down this creek, and then it opens up into the ocean, and then it starts getting violent. The waves do. And this boat ended up on the beach. And all I heard was shipwrecked, but nothing lost. Shipwrecked, but nothing lost. This is while Sister Ruth's speaking. And uh, actually, the enemy will try to make you think <laughs> that you have lost and you're shipwrecked, but God said there's nothing lost, nothing, whether it be with sickness, whatever it is, there is nothing lost, and actually, that boat was not damaged. It just landed on the sand, and it was sitting there, and as long as you stay in that boat, the tide will come back in, pick that boat back up, and the Lord will put you where he wants you. He'll do it. Just like with Paul. That's what come to my mind, Brother Means, is Paul. And he told him. He warned him. Actually, I, uh, I've been wrestling which way to go, and then he brought up Agrippa because that's right before he gets on the boat. That's God. And uh, he said, you almost convinced me. And the next thing you know, in Acts 27, he ends up, him and some prisoners, getting on a ship. And he is telling them, you know, they're, they're doing what they're doing. And he's basic, Paul basically said that uh, this is not going to be good. There's going to be loss. That's what he said. And actually, if you read that, and uh, I'll go there, I, 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 um, I am a legend outside this pulpit. When I'm one-on-one, -on -one, I can tell my wife some revelation that God gives me, but when I get up here, it's just gone, and I'm up here struggling, but um, um, <laughs> and I actually had that marked, and here I am flipping through you. I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> but um, so in 27 they set off their voyage Paul and some of the prisoners uh, the one name we'll go I ain't going through all the names and anyway there is actually um, they sail and it's going to get bad and it looks like they get they go somewhere and, and, and it let's see here they went to Sicily, and they go on. And anyway, they uh, end up uh, going to get on this ship. And that ship, I don't actually see the name. I don't mark in my Bible. I should have wrote notes. But um, it actually um, is a grain ship, a big ship. And um, that's the ship they got on. And I think there was 276 people on that ship. And... Um, Anyway, they go through their, the storm. It's bad. And um, Paul tells them, you know, you need to eat because uh, we haven't eaten for 14 days. 
and it's getting bad. And uh, anyway, everybody stayed in the ship. They was actually going to kill uh, some of the prisoners because they was afraid they escaped. But anyway, the long and short of it is, is they stayed in the ship. You know what happened. It ended up going all to pieces, coming apart. The boat I seen did not. It was all together on that beach. And actually, Brother Means, I, I saw you in that boat. No matter what the enemy tries to make you believe, nothing lost. I'm telling you, nothing lost. But you got to stay in the boat. The enemy will try to talk you out just like he did Eve with cunning words, make you think that it's actually in your emotions will get all mixed up and, like he was saying, end up in the wrong place. Stay in the boat. Nothing will be lost. Telling you, God knows exactly where we're at. Hmm. I am. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He will. Try to deter you from what God has for you and get you to get out of the boat. And um, I'm, I uh, shared with Bishop, and I guess I share with Bishop because I'm nervous about <laughs> even getting up here, but um, there is one particular thing that I heard the Lord say that... Um, Seems a little harsh, but when the enemy is involved, he will deceive us and he'll make us, he'll get our emotions mixed up to the point that um, we're all worked up about something and it's really, um, it's all in God's hands. Everything, everything is in God's hands. You know, the older I get, which I'm really, really young, um, I realize that no matter what is going on in your life, God, he knows. He's aware. Just like this shipwreck, he didn't say, wow, Michael, Gabriel, can you believe that happened? He knows. So when Minister Jackson was preaching I heard the Lord say, nothing lost. And then I heard a woman say, but God, I'm without child. And the Lord said, nothing lost. So if it's in the forefront of your mind and you desire it and it's not happened, no matter what, nothing is lost. 
God no matter what. 